He could be anywhere. He's under the protection of Agent Samson. There will be casualties. We'll move in helicoidal agony maneuver. Teams of four. We don't stop till we have Dr. Venture. Uh, what's going on in here? Oh, that was super easy. Brothers podcast where we're talking about Adventure Brothers. So and, sad. And and now we've 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 talked about the Venture Brothers. We have completed everything that exists. Well, very nearly. We do. We probably actually talk about today's. Well, episode, yeah. And then we will. But I mean, we've begun to complete. Yeah. To think that just like what a year and a half, two years ago, this started with, "Hey Nick, do you want to do a podcast?" And now Nick's not even here anymore. <laughs> And he's had a kid. <laughs> and he's had a kid. And I've had a kid. And I've had a kid. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> slacking off over there in England. Hey, I met you guys because of this podcast. That is true. So yeah. much. I am here changed. because of this podcast. I am writing articles for you because of this podcast. You I'm didn't coming back exist to LA in March. This, like, from well, our point, it of is view. March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back in a few weeks. It's 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 kind of insane. So it's, much has changed it, from uh, Hey Nick. You like Venture Brothers. I like Venture Brothers. You used to be on After the Hype because we started that show together and then you just disappeared. So let's do Venture Brothers. And then he just fucking disappeared again. I should stop doing podcasts with Nick. <laughs> he had a very good reason to disappear this time and he would absolutely love to be here for this episode today. So um, I'll stop shitting on Nick. We all love Nick and we're very happy for him and his new baby. Um, I mean, it's, like, it's crazy for me. I don't know if I've ever actually told this story on the podcast, and you can cut it out if you want. But I'm gonna. I feel tell like it you because... have, but it's a good story, and you know. So, I got into listening to podcasts through a friend of mine that I worked with, and I started listening to like a lot of different podcasts. And then one day I was all up to date with all those podcasts, and I was like, I don't want to go back to listen to music to and from work. Cause I'm enjoying listening to podcasts. So I just started searching for stuff that I'd watched, and the last thing I'd watched that morning was an episode of The Venture Brothers. So that's the first thing that popped into my mind. And I searched for podcasts about The Venture Brothers, and you'd done, I think, six episodes at this point. And I downloaded the first one, listened to it, loved it, downloaded all the other ones and listened to all those. And then from that, started listening to After the Hype, listened to your Bullet episode, reached out about that, and then started... Doing no, doing research notes on a couple of podcasts for you. Then I ended up writing articles, and then I ended up on the podcast. And then I ended up going to Los Angeles and being on after the hype. And yeah, it's the weird spiral thing that, that like just on a well, whim would have made more sense. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I said yeah, you ended up on after the hype, but not Venture Brothers because that didn't line up time wise. Although it would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah, but it just it was that weird snowball thing of like you know just randomly one morning on the way to work searching for podcasts about the venture brothers and luckily although i think you have told this story either on after the hype or on venture brothers before no one else has tried to recreate that not that i'm inviting you to do that although i do always (laughs) encourage people to reach out but it is kind of like the first time i let that story on air i'm like this could be a problem <laughs> but let's just see what happens. And now I'm feeling pretty confident that because uh, we've had many fans reach out and we've included some of their stories. I've even posted a few of their articles. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Matt was just the first. Well, Matt and Brock were right around the same time. Yeah. Mm. 
Because Brock reached out similar, just like, hey, I love your show. Anything I can do to help, please let me know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we need notes. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Notes sound wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the best we can, but... Whew. God, Graham's breakdowns. <laughs> and luckily, with Brock's notes, they stayed horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but we're much more on topic. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Not we did have to cut out uh, two hours from the last one. Well, that's true. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Cool Two hours effects. to break down a 20-minute episode, Graham, though. Come on. There's a lot of detail. I was going cell by cell. <laughs> it showed. Uh, and didn't so help anyhow. with Brian making lightsaber noises. That was so much fun. Um, and I'm pretty sure no one enjoyed it, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I did. I was pissing myself laughing on the way to work, <laughs> hearing that. Because like, every time you finish something, you just hear just... <laughs> It's a very subtle lightsaber. <laughs> Anyhow, let's uh, let, let's let's do this. Let's talk about the last episode. Um, oh shit, I forgot. The one last thing that I have to mention before we start doing it is like I want to tease our next show. Uh, it's a very important thing, um, and I'll just say this. So when I uh, when I was watching this episode today, the the Sassafrax Protocol, not today, yesterday, uh, and I was getting ready to you know. Watch the final episode of the season, a little upset, a little sad, you know, because that means that the Venture Bros will have to take a, a long hiatus until uh, till season eight ever happens. Uh, and I'm like, man, it's just such a bummer. I'm excited that we're doing another show at some point. And then, as if it was meant to be, Hulu started autoplaying our next show, which I couldn't believe it. And it was just like, how the fuck? Like, that is... They're listening. They're listening. It's, it's Yeah, uh, I'm just going to say, it's just the just listening. They're just it's like, well, we know you need to start prepping this show. So they just started playing Frisky Dingo. And, uh, and wait, oh no, I just said the name oh of the show. Oh my god! Uh, it's all right, you can bleep it out, can't you? No, nah, I'm just going to leave it in. The next show will, will be Frisky Dingo. What? And, and, uh, I'm very, very excited. I've even, I think, told somebody who reached out, like, hey, you guys should do Frisky Dingo. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to, but I'm honestly not sure if it's going to work. So maybe not. So I, I honestly, if you're the person who reached out, uh, I wasn't lying at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the time, I thought the show was going to be the MCU universe. Um, that's where I thought we were going. We're going to do everything in Marvel. And then the co-host and I, just like uh, the one that I was talking the most, we just couldn't really see. We couldn't line up time-wise. And it just wasn't really wasn't working. And then I, the more I started thinking about Frisky Dingo, the more I wanted to do Frisky Dingo. So MCU might still happen at some point down the line, but it's not the next show. And it's not even the show after that, which I also have planned. But I'm not going to mention that one. But So the next show will be Frisky Dingo. The name of our new show, which will be Venture Brothers Presents, so that you don't have to change feeds. Because I don't like having to do that when other shows change stuff. So we'll do the same thing. So it'll be Venture Brothers Presents, in quotations. Welcome to You Are Doom, the Frisky Dingo podcast. Uh, and I am very excited. Very, very excited. After the hype presents, Venture Brothers presents, <laughs> Welcome to Doom. Yeah, we're, we're going to leave the after the hype part out. You're just on the ATH network. <laughs> and we're even going to leave the Venture Brothers presents part out. But that's just so we don't... That's more for us money-wise, so we don't have to change too much stuff. And so that you don't have to find a new feed, because that sounds like a pain in the ass, too. Um, we don't want to lose people. So it's really a, it's a win-win as far as we're not changing channels you don't have to change anything don't touch that dial boom uh sorry boosh uh (laughs) (laughs) how dare i uh so that'll be 
soon-ish. But before we do that, we should finish Venture Brothers, and we have two episodes left of Venture Brothers, one episode of the TV series, two episodes left of our podcast. Let's get started. Sassafrax Protocol. Uh, Matt, you have drawn the honors of the final episode breakdown. Can you uh, dive into it really quick for us? I can do, yes. So, the guild kidnapped Rusty for him to take part in a ritual that the monarch, uh, for the monarch to be given level 10 guild villain status. Whilst he's being held, they send wave after wave of blackout operatives to keep Brock occupied. Brock, having been bored shitless for a while, relishes this opportunity to hunt and kill. Meanwhile, Dean is in a coma. No. I wrote that down wrong. No, it is Dean. Cut that out. No. The other one. It's still Hank in the coma. It's the other. It's the other. How fucking hell it is, isn't it? (laughs) Leaving that in. (laughs) Dean is there. Dean's reading a list to to the coma Hank of why he's the worst brother. (laughs) To the to the Barbarella Empire Strikes Back coma Hank (laughs) crossover. I fucking. The thing is though, I was like when I was writing this down, I'd done that and got Dean written Dean when I meant Hank later on as well. I'm like, no, it's not fucking Dean. It's Hank. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway. You still got this. You can still do it. Come on. <laughs> and then what oh, It's turning into a Graham. <laughs> 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 it's so easy to become a Graham. <laughs> the last crazy. episode and I fucked it up. I ruined it. I'll let you down, guys. Well, at least you admit um, it. But well, anyhow, yeah. finish the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> While we're still here. One, one, one. Um... Meanwhile, Hank is in a coma in a world that is a mixture of Barbarella and Empire Strikes Back with the Action Man and later Phage. Whilst he's in a coma, Dean lists off every reason why he's a crap brother. The ritual is completed with the Monarch being promoted to a level 10 villain status and Watch and Ward reveal that the Monarch and Rusty are blood-related. Whilst (gasps) Dean is asleep on the sofa at the hospital... Hank comes out of his coma and leaves the hospital and in an homage to Darkman disappears into a crowd wearing a Batman mask. <laughs> he is the bat. He's been telling us the whole time. He is everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. Um every time I've watched that episode I always go and watch that clip from Darkman as well because I'm I swear they used the music as well, the music cue from Darkman. Have you guys seen I- Darkman? I saw it once a very long time ago, so that I, I didn't even catch the reference. Like that's how how rare I've seen Darkman. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it basically it the last scene in Darkman. Yeah, they do when they do an homage, they don't do it wrong. See the Jaws episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, let's do a quick round the table of how do we feel about this as a as an episode and as a season finale. So we'll just do a, a double hit. Um, I go first as an episode. I'm I'm kind of cold on it. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit colder on it than I would have expected, especially because when it first aired, I loved it. As a season finale, I would say it's their most mature season finale. Like it feels like the most like professional. That sounds like a really big dig at the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> closury is how I would put it. Sure, closury. It just it didn't feel as like a. Like I, I like Venture Brothers because it, in a way, it kind of feels like punk rock from like the seventies of like this, like no holds bars. You know, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want, and it's gonna be awesome, and you're gonna love it, and you know, loud and in your face, and check it. Um, and then this one just felt a little bit more. I keep trying not to be mean because I think it's a great episode. I think it does it well, but it just felt a little more standard, a little more like what you expect from a finale, not necessarily a Venture Brothers finale. Um, the cliffhanger wasn't as insane. It wasn't the, it just didn't quite 
hit the beats that I thought a normal Venture Brothers finale would hit. I still think it's a good episode, but as a finale, as we said last week, if you listen to last week's, I thought last week could have been the finale and it would have felt more like a Venture Brothers finale than this one did. Yeah, this feels like a neat package. Like, yeah. it's a good episode. Um, you know, I definitely like the, you know, Monarch and 21 and Guild stuff. I like the all the Brock and all of his killings. That's yeah. pretty great. Um, and then, what's the C story? That might have been the C story. Uh, the Brock and the Goons is the C story. The B story would be the Hank and the Coma. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite parts it's fantastic uh, especially the killer dolls look at dolls just kick, yeah. them over. Just kick them over i don't know i just just did the staying still thing i just never thought of that really creep me out <laughs> um but yeah it's good there's good moments but yeah i definitely think that last week's episode could have been a better um hold but yeah this just felt neat yeah and done and complete and and, uh, yeah, we'll see you next season, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't, it leaves you wanting more, but not in a maddening way. And I feel like a lot of their finales had that sort of maddening, like, oh what the fuck? God, yes. Um, with the exception of Prom, which really felt like, we don't know if we're getting a season five, so right. we're going to end the fuck out of this. Um, but the rest of them have been kind of like, no, I need it now. Like the wedding. And yeah, the wedding and the boys getting killed. And, like, we've had a lot of finales. So this one is a very solid finale. But, uh, Matt, what did you think? I really love it, to be honest. I really do love the episode. But for me, it's just... It's the Brock moments that that really elevate it to, you know, something more. Like, you've got that fucking in- amazing bit where it's like, ah, hold on, I, I got a whiz. You, you want to take a whiz break? Anyone want to take a whiz break? And then, like, there's the guys pinned against the ones like, for, like, for real? You serious? Like, yeah, seriously. What about you, guy with the bead on me that really? needs a reload? And you say this... Click. And How he about goes, you? Damn it! Got a How beat did on you? Me. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's just, it's just the way you like, know? I learned to count. You, when that, you say that click. Like, Damn it! How did you? How did you? I learned. <laughs> I learned to count when I was three. Do you want to take it? You need to piss or what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love all of that, and it's like you know the bit where the guy shoots him, and he goes, he goes flying off the table, and he gets back up, and the guy's like, "What are you?" He's like, I'm gonna stick this sword, and then he like he bites on the suicide tablet, and he's like, oh, suicide! That's cheating. <laughs> I just, it's Brock was it's the so Brock happy that we've crazy rampage. Yeah, but and that's kind just, of the like that whole kind of... that whole speech he does into the um, oh the not megaphone the oh Jesus Christ! You the remember PA, the speakers on the building? Yeah. PA system, yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, basically, something like I've been really bored lately, and will enjoy the shit out of this. But that's kind um, of the, my point, though. It's like, yeah, that's a. I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. I love it. I love that second most to the to the coma sequence. But that's about like that's not the full thing. Like, if those are the best bits of the episode, it's like, which is great. I love being a part of them. Yeah. But there is the other part of the episode, which is also good and informative, but kind of like what you were saying. It's like more mature, more yeah. kind of not elaborate mm. storytelling. It's just chronological storytelling of this thing, which is great. The Saffrak stuff is hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say the Saffrax stuff for last before we dive too yeah. deep into right. that. But, but it's kind of flat. You're like, okay. Yeah. Now I'm getting yeah, just more information about the guild and how they conduct themselves and moving on. And that's the same thing with like, yeah. the Brock sequence, which is hysterical. Mm-hmm. And it's like, exactly what Matt said. It's the Brock we've been waiting for this whole season. And it's so good to get that like season one Brock back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what, what story is that? Like even... Even from watching Ward's perspective, it's like, ah, oh, here comes another one. Oh, this one's got a note on it. Like, it's yeah. like... And that's, what, five total minutes of screen time? Yeah, and it's it's awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, a season finale where, like, every other season finale we've had, or even, like, I'll even count uh, all the Gargantua 2 and, like, the season finales, um, all of them, every moment, for the most part, counts. Right. It's all very important. And this one feels to have a lot more fun, which is great. Um, but it doesn't kind of have that. This is as important thing. So that that's. I, I feel like I'm kind of taken back from the more mature answer. But like that, that's. There's just something that I feel like kind of holds us back from being the best finale while still being a very good finale and more of a mature. Like we're not going to leave so many loose threads. Like we're going to really button this up. So it's good, but at the same time, not a hundred percent what I wanted from it. Yeah, I have to admit, I I do agree with you on the Safrak stuff. To be fair, the, the Safrak stuff is for me the weakest part of it because I like the because I always watch these episodes twice if I can, yeah, you know, at least twice if I can help it in preparation because I want to be as hundred percent clear on remembering stuff. And I remember the second time around I was watching this one when it was the Safrak stuff. I was just thinking, yeah, just I wanted it to move on to like the next yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was just a bit, it, it's, it's funny, but it's, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. There was just something that was like, I, I've it overstayed just, well, just wanted it to it just is. get onto the next bit. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, it filled up too much of the episode. Like it was yeah. clearly, I think in their heads, the A story, because this is the monarch finally getting what he's wanted from the beginning of the season. Um, really since the beginning of Sheila becoming as high up in the guild as she has, like he's finally able to arch venture again finally mm. so this should be that huge moment but with the whole them doing it with it i guess we'll just talk about sassafrax now because uh we'll save the dream world for last um but because they did it in this way of trying to teach about the first man to turn a grudge into a career which is awesome but it just it didn't feel like the right place for that story like it's a really cool way to like promote somebody to being as high up as mm-hmm. they can get in the guild is through this very elaborate show that feels very OS or not OSI well, that's kind of feel OSI too uh, but it feels very guild like absolutely um, like all of that really tracks it's just like it just didn't feel at the right time for this info like it, does that I mean, make sense I don't know it, do, it well, does feel you know like the right saying. time because I don't know when else you would ever witness it like this and it does feel like a momentous thing to be there with the monarch and sure. 21 but it like I don't know. There's just something about it. It's like it just falls flat. Like we said, it's like yeah. okay, yeah, I get it. Move on. And there's like even good, you know, one-liners and stuff like that. Amazing. In there. Red mantle in this sequence is amazing. Yeah, and I mean, even just having everybody there, just yeah. all with their when everyone chimes in on Elphis, the you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll get there in a second. But um, it feels great and it feels. You know, I don't want to say epic, but it feels like a, a celebration that it should be. But I'm like, yeah, but something else, please. 
Yeah. Or move on. Or let's get back to Brock. Or let's get back to the coma. Yeah. And so... See, I think, yeah. like, what, was, what you were saying about last week's being more like a finale is it could have been this sort of thing of, like, they could have done this episode first and had, you know, the ritual, going through all the ritual thing, and then then that mission that they went on could be the first thing that, like, the way of them sealing it completely is, you are, this is your first official mission as a level 10, and, like, and then you can arch venture after that. If you, like, flip the episodes around, like, just play a little bit with the story that way, and it would have been mm-hmm. the better finale. Yeah, I think there easily could have been a different way to stack this. Um, that's think, it. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It would have been tough. And it would have been tough, and it would have been weird because, like, this the way they got the level ten was because they did the thing. They essentially shut down the Peril Partnership, and that got yeah. them yep. level ten. Yeah. So, yeah, I see what you mean, Matt, and I, I don't think you're wrong. I just I feel like this was probably the best way they could have done it. It just unfortunately left the monarchs finale a little lacklustery and then it kind of mm-hmm. had the same sort of deal that we had was it season two season three where like the last thing is sheila's gonna like i need to tell you this one thing uh, season two. yeah and then we did kind of a harken back to that here which is cool i like that but at the same time it just kind of felt i don't know it just it didn't because we all knew that yeah i mean we've known for years now it's one of those things where like the monarchs that reaction from the monarch is a little like how did you not know yeah I mean, like, if you look at it as, like, a season finale, you've got Rusty spends it all tied up. Mm-hmm. Hank spends most of it in, in a coma. Well, Dean kind of. He's in a coma, but we get a coma world. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, fair enough. But Dean spends most of it just sat talking to Hank whilst he's in a coma. The only, one, the only major character who actually does anything apart from really the monarch, is Brock. Mm-hmm. Everyone else yeah. is just kind of sat around for the most part. Yeah. And Brock is actively killing some some, killing some folks. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there's something to be said. Like It almost feels like if last week's episode had been the season seven finale and this had been season eight opener. Right. It, or like teaser it, like, or something, yeah. Yeah, or like in between episode eight, or even... Zero, zero. Yeah. Even eight episode one. I mean, it wouldn't have been the most explosive episode one, but this would be setting the stage for every storyline coming up, and it wouldn't feel like a cliffhanger episode. Like, oh, okay, so now we're starting season eight. Yeah, we're stat- yeah. we're starting with a status of, yeah. like, this is... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that, in a way, like, I go back and forth on it in my head. Like, was it smarter to just end season seven with, like, all right, so we're just going to end it with where we want to start season eight. Like, we don't want to have to clean up any of these loose ends, so we'll just take care of the loose ends, leave you with a very light cliffhanger of Hank's okay, he's going to go start figuring out who he is, uh, the monarch and uh, Rusty finally know that they're brothers. Like, we're just going to get all this stuff just kind of neatly tied up, shipped off so we can do whatever the fuck we want in season eight. And if that's what they're going for, I don't think they wasted our time. I think they made a very entertaining episode. Yeah. And I, I think they did the job they had to do. It's just that they've set the bar so fucking high for their season finales that when you get to one that doesn't quite hit all those bells, it's like, oh, I guess it's good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in this season. Yeah. Like, all the episodes have been, like, awesome. Yeah. On, on, on compared to every other season, this has been a very action-packed, very history packed very yeah. you know tying things up putting stuff in neat packages a lot of you know you know some fan service stuff and it's been a, a, a very eventful 
season. Yeah. And for this to win, and we'll get to this when we kind of do our wrap-up, for this to be a not great episode, right? Yeah. would be considered this season a not good episode, but compared to all of the other seasons, holy crap. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens here. We get a lot of answers, and we get a lot of uh, movement forward and further directions. Yeah. And so to their credit of this season, it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. But compared to itself, of the quality and the caliber that we've expected, eh. Yeah. It's it's one of those where it's like a... I don't think it's the worst of this season, I wouldn't say. No. Because it's not a bad episode. It's just not quite as explosive as I like these finales to be. Right. Uh, I think the... the, the one of the problems with it is they do this major reveal that, you know, Rusty and the Monica brothers, essentially. But anyone who's really been paying attention already knew that. Well, yeah, that's what Graham and I were kind of saying earlier. It's not even like... You're not even really paying attention. It's just, if you were blatantly denying or refusing to see the lines that we've been playing, yeah, especially yeah. this whole season, if you got you through the known. If you got through the Blue Morpho trilogy and did not realize that Rusty and the Monarch are br- related... That I don't know what the fuck you've been watching. Like, because there's been yeah. hints the whole way through, but yep. that was pretty much just like, look, <laughs> clearly do you see do, them. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. Do you get it? It's, so the, it's, like, it's just that weird thing of like that being like a very major. Like, it's the last scene before the end credits is you know him being told it is his brother. And he goes, "Are you kidding me?" Which I do love. I do love that moment where you just like you pull out of the uh, meteor majeure. And you just hear him shouting it, but I don't know. It's it's very odd for that to be the the moment of the finale when the whole audience should already know that anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about Coma Land because if, if there's anything in this episode that hits all my boxes of I want the season finale to be something I've never seen before, Coma Land, both spectacularly fails and succeeds at the same time of I've seen all of this, but it's so awesome to see it here. Yeah. I love that Hank ended up as Lando. (laughs) Because that totally makes sense. Absolutely. Enrique Metasa. Yep. All of just Hank, Hank Co. Yep. Of course he's Lando. And I never, (laughs) if I had tried to pick out a character for him, I never would have guessed he would want to be Lando. Right. But, it totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> when he tries to seduce the Wampa, oh god, hey, Wampa baby. Did, I'm not saying the, the Colt 45 beer commercial 45, thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, god, it's not even so Lando. Good. It's just, just something else that Billy Dee Williams did. Is hanging upside down. It's just incredible. Just incredible. It's just the way he starts. He's like, "Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby Wampa." <laughs> But even like the way they, they open it with uh, him and the creepy dolls and then Action Man showing up. It's like, oh, Action Man. I love seeing Action Man. And then we get the huge answer from Action Man. We get a mom's name. Yeah. Right. Bobby St. Simone. Yeah. I wonder how many people Googled that thinking that she was an actual real actress as well. Being like, oh, oh. I did. I did. Yeah. It was like. I've yeah, heard, me too. Like, I've heard that name before, but obviously because I've seen this episode yeah. before. I was like. Huh, is that because this show does that? Uh, Absolutely, alludes to people that actually exist. 
Mm. But yeah, not this time. No, not this time. But have we seen Bobby St. Simone anywhere in the show? I was trying to Not that I'm aware back. of. And, uh, I don't yeah, think not so. that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. I mean, she changed her name. We may have name. seen That's her. what she changed her name to. So, so we might have. We might have. Yeah. Um, we may have seen nice her, but not, an we've not seen her and had her name. Right, under that alias. Yeah. Right. So who knows? She could be somebody we know. Yeah. But it was nice to finally just give us something in that direction of an answer. Because I, I, I always kind of felt like we were never going to know. I think I mentioned that earlier. The, the season that we find out these answers will be the last season um, mm. was always my theory. Um, but it is always kind of nice to at least nod in that direction. I like the way yeah. they do it as well, where it's like it's literally no big thing. Like actually, just like, it's Bobby St. Simone. Yeah. Just, just Are you talking about my mom? Yes, but I shouldn't say, oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. And I like giving Action Man anything more than just being Action Man. Yeah. Like to see that he actually cares about people is always really nice. Because, you know, he's Action Man, and, and he's he, horrifying. And he's very good at killing people. It, very good. Who would action, win? Action, 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 action. <laughs> action Man versus Brock. Who do you think wins? Brock. Brock, just because he's younger. He's more spry. Yeah. Okay, both he's... in their prime. Okay, both in the prime. Action Man, Here's... because he uses guns. He's just going to run at Brock, like... just shooting. I mean, I Brock's know. very good at dodging bullets. I mean, he, he and he's good at he's good at guns too. Yeah, he's good at you know. He just doesn't like guns. He, he likes the knife. It's more personal. It's true. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, he did boldly sit on the front of a tank cannon and go, "I can dodge it." Yeah, <laughs> didn't dodge it though. Did it? <laughs> did not dodge it at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be but his downfall, alive. I think. Against he still that. survived. Still like, survived. He's also had only because his girlfriend was in the area. In his chest, like. No! Do not deploy helicopter blades! <laughs> You'll kill us both! I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, the, the other one where he, go, where he fell off the... Uh, fell off the... Uh, out of the jet as well. And then, like, fucking helper just, like, scoops him up with the X1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the time he just jumped out of the OSI heli character and just landed on a guy with a jetpack. Yeah. Yep. Brock's uh, capable. Spry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about more coma land, and then then we'll move into the end of this thing. The I always like when they do a mashup of anything, and they really clearly uh, everybody involved is a big fan of Star Wars, which is fun. Um, yep. I. And and Barbarella, which. Up. I feel like they're bigger fans of Star Wars than Barbarella. Absolutely, but I mean, in this episode, they really brought they really yeah. brought the Barbarella. Barbarella. Oh, absolutely. Which I've seen maybe once. I've never seen it the whole way through. I don't think I've seen it at all. I think I've seen a picture of Jane Fonda as Barbarella. But I feel like I need to watch right. this movie. Now. Absolutely. After- yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they put the whole mash together, th- you're like, oh, that this this looks. This looks fun. Yeah, I kinda, and even yeah. like Action Man, he's like, I gotta see this Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the end, it's like, I gotta see Barbarella yeah. again. Um, and just their ties of like the Matmos. You've seen the Matmos? He's <laughs> like, what's the? What is the Matmos? Well, it's like a thing that kind of add, but doesn't really add to the. So it's plot. the Force. <laughs> well, you can't make like this. Oh, so it's Metachlorians. <laughs> yeah. Like, awesome. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love the whole, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of Hank having to dive into the Matmos to get out of his coma. 
and the other two guys are afraid to do it so they stay in their comas and like i i just thought it was all really handled well and it was fun and it was that sort of thing that you want out of the finales of the venture brothers which is something you've never seen in venture brothers before and it was just kind of a, a really good way to give hank some closure really set the ball rolling on hank finally having to grow up um which is something that he's been really avoiding for a while now and this kind of felt like we're saying goodbye to hank's childhood that doesn't mean he's going to change just like dean didn't necessarily change from being a child to trying to be an adolescent young man um i feel like now we're starting that with hank and hank realizes he's been held he's been holding himself back mm. and i feel like in mm. this dream sequence and then coming out of the dream sequence is when he realized that and that's why we get that whole ending of like the i have to go find myself but he's still hank he's still the bat right but yeah. i like that i thought that was even if i have to look in myself yeah so when i when i mentioned earlier that this felt like a more mature ending hank is more of what i was talking about yeah because it really did feel like a it didn't do him any disservice it definitely stayed true to his character and was willing to let his character grow which hank has been the character who did not want to grow he wanted to stay back but would never fully admit that Whereas Dean would admit that he wanted to go back and be that guy and be that brother on the compound, just the two of them again, but knew he had to grow up. And they were just the polar opposites of that. And I thought that was really interesting that now they're both kind of like, they're going to have to meet in the middle a little bit of Hank's going to have to actually grow up a little bit. And Dean doesn't have to throw away his childhood quite as much. And I think there's, they could do something great with that or they could just totally ignore it and I'll be fine either way. Mm. Yeah. We'll it is going to be yeah. interesting to see what, what they come back with, like the dynamic and how that's going to change. Yeah, and how quickly or how long it takes for that dynamic to come back. Because I yeah. feel yeah, like they they're could easily be stretch. They could easily make the entire next season about, you know, Hank and Dean, their relationship, like them being apart and then coming back together. Absolutely. No. If, you, if they even come back together well, yeah. I think by, the, by the end of the season. Yeah, I, mean. I think they will at some point. Yeah. Um, my bigger question is, do you think we've seen the end of Serena? No. I don't no, know. I think she'll still be around. I think she won't be with Hank. And I don't, I don't think, think she, she will be actually Dean, be I mean, with Serena's Dean a, either. I would, I would venture to say Serena seems like a good person. Hmm. And I don't think that she could consciously stay with Dean. And Dean even had that sort of line in this episode. I don't know why we did it. It's not like we were in love or anything. We just sort of did it. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they're trying to say, like, that relationship's going to shift from Hank to Dean. I think she just wanted something from Dean that she couldn't get from Hank. So she made a mistake and did something stupid that would end her relationship. And I don't think that she's going to try to replace that with Dean. Because I don't think Dean would do that to Hank. Especially now realizing what he has done. Yeah. So that's, that I feel like they've, they've set this up well enough where if we never see Serena again, it would make sense. It would be unfortunate because I love Serena. I think she's a great character. But mm -hmm. if we never see her again, I, I don't think that would be like a disservice to her either. No. I would like to see her get a better send-off than cheating on Hank and then disappearing into the snow. But... No, I agree, but I can also see how, like you said, it you know they kind of mature after this mm -hmm. to where even though Dean says you're like, well, it's not like we're in love or anything, 
It's like, yeah, at that moment, yeah, you may not have been, but clearly you had some sort of connection. Yeah, and you're a good person. She's a good person. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's that there's that old thing. It's not an old thing, but it's like that whole thing of like you know people who just get together for like a one-off thing, and then someone catches feelings and mm. it it changes that dynamic and. You know, it, you, you sort of that thing's like, well, we're not, in, we're not in love, but then all of a sudden, having done that physical act, you start to get those kind of feelings. And wouldn't it be interesting to see Dean on the receiving end of puppy dog love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially given that, that that's how we're introduced to Dean is Triana. Right. Yeah. And now if he's on this, if he's on the other side of that, there could be something very interesting there of like, no, we can't be together because of my brother. Well, Hank's gone. He could come back. He no, not even he could. Dean would be like he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there really could be something interesting there. So maybe we haven't seen the end of her. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I I could go either way. Yeah. Of like, if she were to be sent off, yeah, I'd be okay with it because yeah. I would totally understand. I'm like, she's an adult. Right? Yeah. She understands. But also, I don't know. I'd be interested to see how that relationship unfolds. It it would be interesting. Uh, I think we've said pretty much everything we can say about this episode, right? 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 Yeah. Cool. Sure. So let's move into our most venture brotheries moment. Um, I can go. I I can go, but I, I don't want to use a Brock moment because Brock feels like the most obvious ones, and I have a feeling that somebody else will use a Brock moment. So I, I will hold off on Brock. We'll, we'll go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go with the moment that we've kind of shat on this whole time. <laughs> the, the whole Safrax thing. Oh, yeah. Because that's a very Venture Brothery thing. I don't think I will ever see that in any other show ever recreated. And there are some amazing, amazing one liners in that thing. But I You're think. You're touching just, poop? <laughs> it's pretty gruesome. I wouldn't do it. Um, is when they all in unison. When, after Altheus makes uh, Sheila turn around, right? Yeah. And then they all in unison go, Altheus, the father of made you look, <laughs> is fucking incredible. I had to pause it numerous times for when I, whenever they would all, you know, Safrax or whatever, yeah. the father of or the creator uh, of or the master of. It's just. God, it's so fucking ridiculous. And th- those were those were really good moments. They they absolutely were. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Um. Well, that was my backup. So. <laughs> well, I was. To avoid... We have. I was going to go. Matt, why don't you go ahead? I was going to go everything with Brock, but. Yep. No, you uh, can do that. That's totally fine. Well, no, but like. It was like in terms of like venture brothery's moments. What Graham said then just reminded me of another bit in that whole Safrax thing, and it's it's the sort of um, it's the bit where the monarch and Twenty One are basically going "fuck you guys, we're out." You know, I don't want to be like a villain. I don't want to like do this without my best friend. I just think it's a really lovely moment, and I I can't imagine anywhere else where you'd have these people who you know. These two characters who are basically be like, nah, fuck it, I'm completely out of this whole organization because you're just completely screwing, you know, this is not what I was expecting. And then for him to be like, 
yes, you passed the test and everything like that. I just, I think it's a really nice moment though, and it shows how close their bond has become. Mm. I also just like, uh, I love that they both call each other their best friends. Yeah. I just want to help my best friend. And even Monarch says, my best friend. Like, I love that they finally just acknowledge it. Yeah, you promote my best friend to a villain. We've had so many, not so many, we've had quite a few moments in this season alone with Gary and a very sincere moment with somebody else. It was Sheila, I think, both times. But, like, a very sincere, like, oh, they're just friends. And we never really got that with him and the Monarch. And this was the closest we got. It was in a very ridiculous situation. Right. But it was also very sincere and about the relationship. Even last episode, because they kind of put put them at odds in a funny way. It's like, wait, that's your wallet? Yeah. (laughs) Ladies' wallet. I gave you a a ladies' wallet. $200 wallet. (laughs) Can we talk about this later? It was was a ladies' wallet. (laughs) You bought me a ladies' wallet. It was teal. (laughs) You said you loved it. I just love the way he says that. He's a ladies' wallet. You bought me a ladies' wallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh, all right. So after all of that is said and done, I, I gotta go. I have to imagine this could only happen in Venture Brothers show, but I guess it could happen elsewhere because it kind of did. Um, I gotta go with the the moment that Hank sees Action Man in the Barbarella Empire Strikes Back world with the crazy evil dolls. And he's like, don't move! They can only see you if you move! He's like, they're just dolls. Can I just kick him over? Oh, I, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> then Hank just casually walks through them. And they just kind of And they fall. all just fall as well. I just, yeah, I love that. They just, yeah, just all collapse. <laughs> and it's just, the mouth is just opening and closing. Just, arm, arm, arm. It's really creepy. <laughs> okay, action man. <laughs> And what does that say about Action Man if that's what scares him? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. I mean, to be Everybody's fair, those dolls did look pretty creepy. It's very true. Um, I did just want to say, just like, not like I've, I've got to the end of my notes and I remember that I wanted to say this. Earlier. Oh, sure. But um, could you imagine the look on Hatred's face when he gets back to Ventec Tower and finds all of these people dead? <laughs> <laughs> Brock well, dressed up as a samurai. Well, like, no, Brock was sending the bodies well, back yeah, to the teleport. So Brock's dressed up as a samurai. There's blood fucking everywhere. Right. And no bodies. And, and yeah. no bodies, too. <laughs> Absolutely. That's worse. I think what the fact the there's fuck no bodies. What did oh, I miss? It's Juggler teleporter. <laughs> I love as well that bit where the one where he sends the body through with the note attached, and you just see the pile of bodies around the teleporter. And watching war, just be like, ah, oh, great, there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also like that we, we totally forgot to mention that uh, the guy in last week's episode of the Peril Partnership stole Watching Ward's eyepiece because he had an extra one on his head. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, Watching Ward, they're fantastic. Uh, so that's it for this episode. And usually, when you get to a season finale episode, we'll have a whole bunch of stuff. That we'll do. We'll do favorite episode, favorite line. This season will be favorite venture brothery moment. All of that, yada, yada, yada. This week, however, I'm just going to ask for our favorite episode. Because next week, in quotations, next episode. We're actually going to wait for Matt to fly out so we can record it with him live in person. So it's going to be a little bit of a delay between the finale of Venture Bros as is. Uh, but it's going to be worth it because, you know, conversation is always more fun in person. That's why Graham comes over to my place to record. Because it's more fun. Um, and it's easier. But, you know, whatever. Win-win. Uh, so, for this episode, we're just going to say favorite episode. Next episode, though, we're going to go over the whole 
fucking series and we're gonna have a whole bunch of lists and stuff and we're gonna dive into why venture brothers was so much fun to go back through from the beginning um and that was just my little pitch there for the final episode of venture bros why i gave these guys a moment to look up best episodes because i did not tell them this was coming uh and it will be three hours long (laughs) hopefully you both were looking up episodes while i was talking uh but i can go first we're doing what i'm sorry we're going to say our favorite episodes of season seven. Um, uh, preferably one episode, or if you want to cheat like me, that's fine. I'm doing I was going to say. I'm doing the, uh, the Blue Morpho trilogy yeah, because it plays thought, as one episode. I thought someone was going to do that. Because uh, yeah. it, it just... I've watched that thing. I've watched the entirety of the series two, now three, or three, now four times. I don't remember. Um, but I've watched those three episodes probably about 15 times. Because it's just so fucking good. It's funny. The story is great. The answers are great. All of it just works. I love it. Um, and that's what I'd say. Out of my, out of the entire season seven, the first three was my favorite part of all of it. And season seven is a very, very strong season. So that's yeah. saying something. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rorqual affair. Oh, I was going to say the exact same one. <laughs> you still can. <laughs> um, I just, I love just the whole thing. It's just, fucking incredible um and i love anything with red death yeah. i mean he's amazing Such um, a good character. and especially like this feels very season seven it, it feels like a very good episode through and through giving a lot of background a lot of history with talking about the uh, the movie mass the movie night massacre and gargantua one you know by red death but also getting more background against uh, Wide Whale and sure. you know all of that too, and it's and it's all so well told in such a great story in 23 minutes. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's incredible. That's... Great storytelling, very funny episode, um, lots of good stuff from new characters and a lot of stuff from old characters. I mean, it's just a it's a beautiful beautiful episode. Totally agree, uh, Matt. You're going the same way. Yeah. So for me, it's. Um... The Moffat trilogy is just the best part of the season, I think. And if, and I do think the Rockwell Affair is the strongest part of that. And it's kind of like, because it's got that, you know, that Empire Strikes Back sort of feeling of it, of, you know, this is the meat of the story in in some ways. Like, you've got, like, you've got the beginning and the end, which are great, but then you've got the middle where it can just play a little bit more. And in playing a little bit more, it's it's more, it's a much more fun episode. And it's just got, it's again got my my favourite exchange, you know, between Dr. Mrs. the Monarch and Red Death. You know, if I can get you that seat and save the Monarch without killing another villain, will you help us? Hmm. I very much like to kill. We get to break into an OSI dummy cop and kill. I just fucking love it. I just love that. It, the look on his face and just the, the just the deadpan way of he just goes, and kill. I, it's so good. It cracks me off. So I good. Mean, I try and use like when that whenever I can. Ah, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long do we have till they wake up? Uh... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, like that, just red deaths. All the scenes of red death are just gold. Yeah. And it's gold end, on top like, of gold because uh, all the other stuff thing. is just yeah. gold. It, it looks well. like the building across the street is trying to run away. Perfect. <laughs> just here's the thing. Yeah. Because you've got the great. You've got all the great. Jaws references as well, and, and all that stuff in it. And like, that's so what I mean by it. it's like it's gold on top of gold. So, Red Death's moments are just incredible. It's 
the best parts of the episode and they are gold but it's also everything else in that episode is gold as well there's there's not one bit in that episode where i'd like you know when i'm watching i'm like oh if i could skip this i would you know totally agree just yeah. like Stephen dave Kilsock, an insane little thing it's just yeah it's yeah great it's great Go back to our uh, episode and listen to me gush about it more if you want. Yeah, yeah, we we have a whole half hour of it. Um, yeah. So nobody picked uh, Unicorn in Captivity, where there was cartoon nudity. I mean, I, we all. As I was nudity. scrolling through the list, I did see it and I thought. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, Actually, well, I, did, I, I did really like that episode. No, it's, a, good, it's yeah. a great episode. Yeah. But it for is... me, it was the opening sequence where the, the pirate walking on the teleporter that gets me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 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 Doc, you've got some very important... <laughs> Not ready for human testing. <laughs> God, if only there had been a fly. Poor pirate. Yep. <laughs> Those fly apples. <laughs> Double and triple uh, check for flies. <laughs> okay, so again, uh, that was also a really good episode. Season 7 is a fucking solid season. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. We've, we've, we've done it. We've covered every episode of Venture Brothers. So far so far that exists every released episode of venture brothers we've covered them we've done it yeah took a long time uh and it, it was uh and it also kind of went by really fucking fast life has changed in the meantime uh but if you want to hear more about the venture brothers experience and what we learned while going through all of it uh, I'm not sure if Nick will be able to be on that episode I'm guessing probably not he still does have a newborn at home it's very time consuming to have a newborn at home uh, but i will try to get some answers from him about some of his favorite stuff uh, we're gonna dive into favorite episodes favorite characters favorite seasons favorite lines favorite venture brothers moments favorite nicknames if we want to get crazy probably not though because it'd just be me who remembers them if i remembers <laughs> them i mean i remember a few of them uh <laughs> but we're gonna do a very big send-off to venture bros the venture brothers podcast before we la- launch welcome to you are doom uh, and I am very excited for both the finale of this show and Welcome You Are Doom because I, you know, as I mentioned, it just started auto playing. So I watched like three episodes and God damn it. One, I know every line to that show. <laughs> uh, Which there aren't, I mean, there aren't that many. No. But the amount of them that are good is incredible. Oh my God. And yes, it very is excited. It is, it is pure magic. That's our last bowl. <laughs> We can never go back to Arizona. Uh, like, there's just so much shit that I love from Frisky Dingo. And Do I, not antagonize. It's not antagony. wise to antagonize antagony. Is that your name? It, was was Betty Bug Lady already taken? I need to finish watching. Well, actually, no, I can't. Because... Yeah, they do that to blind people. I can do this all fucking day. And we uh, will. And we will coming yeah. up with Welcome to You Are Doom. Uh, Matt will be joining full time for Welcome to You Are Doom. We're very excited to have him on because he does not know the show that well. Um, you've only seen, what, like half the first season? So, yeah, I think I got about halfway through the first season. Something else came up and I, and I sort of stopped. And then when I was going to start getting back into it, you said, don't. Don't. Just, don't. You know, you know we'll, go, we'll have you as like the cold viewer kind of thing. Yes. And you're the cold viewer that I am 99% sure will enjoy the show, and we're going to try to find a fourth co-host, which I'm working on, who I am not sure if they will like the show or not, because I'm trying to find somebody who's never even fucking heard of it. And that's my goal. It's like, just drop somebody in cold to what I would say is the weirdest show 
I'm a weirdest animated show I'm a fan of. Mighty Boosh might have it beaten for live action. Um, Mighty Boosh is so good. We should do a show on Mighty Boosh. Um, I would be that can so be show number excited. three. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Frisky didn't go. Welcome to your doom coming soon ish. I'm not sure how soon after the finale. I'm probably a week or two. I don't want to spend too much time with downtime, so we will dive into it as quickly as we can. Um, that's all I'm plugging today. Uh, we'll let Matt. Is there anything else you want to plug? Um, I finished the first uh, draft run through on my heat article. Um, cool. I actually got. I actually made myself stop to be honest because I got to like five pages and I was thinking I need to stop. I could I could talk more about this, but I need to stop because it's getting ridiculously long. Is this article because my Babylon Five Fantastic. one was ten pages? That's five seasons of a TV series. This is one film and it's five pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good film though, so you know it's a very that, but... fucking good film and there's so much there's so much in it, which is why there's why it's so long. But yeah, I have to uh, rewatch it before I read your article. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I know I like it. Yeah, I re- I'm really wanting, because it's 25 years old this year, I'm really wanting someone somewhere to do a theatrical one-off release of it. In the ci- I want to see it in the cinema. I want I mean, to see that film. I'm sure they'll do that in America at some point, because we do that fucking all the time. Yeah. On my birthday this year, King Kong, the original, will be in theaters. and I'm so fucking excited. I have that's, to go see a movie on a really Monday, cool. which will be weird, but I'm still going, because it's fucking King Kong. <laughs> um... Something that, I, you know what, I w- I'm going to plug this well in advance because it's going to be a while, but in May sometime, I'm going to see um, The Terminator with a live orchestra playing the music. Oh, nice. Oh, that's fun. I've done that for Harry yeah. Potter a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Park. the first Terminator film Just where the score Lewis. was, the first Terminator film though where the score was Synthesizer. Oh, this, no. is an, oh, this is an orchestra. I am very excited about what they're going to do with this. When you said synthesizer, I was just like, oh, maybe Devo will be there. That'd be cool. Everyone <laughs> likes Devo. <laughs> no, it's right? at the uh, the London... Uh, what the fucking hell is it called? The biggest Philharmonic? No, the biggest concert hall. Albert Hall. It's at the Albert Hall in London. Um, oh, wow. I'm familiar with the Albert Hall. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's... I go there all the time. Yeah, I was there on I... Tuesday. Tuesday, what a wonderful day to go to the hall. The hall on Tuesday, man. That's where it's at. That's where all the kids hang. The Albert Hall is like our version of Disney, Madison Square Garden, or whatever, or something like that. I've never been to Madison Square Garden. It's Maybe no not Albert Madison hall. Square Garden because that's you. a that's a sports thing. But like you know, a big concert. They do a lot of concerts at the yeah. at the garden. That, yeah, that is more often n- concerts. Than but sports. it's nothing like the Madison Cube Garden yeah. in Futurama. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love Another Futurama. Show we do. Oh God, no! <laughs> That's just too much. <laughs> That's it's so podcast. Good. It's great. Cool. <laughs> there's there's a billion Futurama podcasts out there. You want to listen to a show on Futurama? Uh, there's probably ten you can listen to today. But I don't want to yeah. listen to one. I want to talk about one. <laughs> well, luckily you can do one for Frisky Dingo, where there's fucking no podcasts on. So <laughs> fact. So <laughs> we're breaking new ground in the podcast world, which is tough to do. Um, yeah, I really should is. say there are other shows that talk about it but not like what we're gonna do um, but we've been talking for almost an hour so I think we should say goodbye uh, we will Bye-bye. see you next time when we say farewell to Magic Brothers Bye. 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 Bye.